Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you want to meet myself and Ollie Davis of Wrestle Ramble fame? Well, you can do just that by joining us at Wrestling Media Con on September 8th and 9th from the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England. Ollie and I will be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble as well as signings and photos, but that's not all. Wrestling Media Con will have shows from Cultaholic, Inside the Ropes, Wrestling with Regret, Don Callis, Botchamania, Art of Wrestling, Sean Waltman, and more. There will also be the first ever wrestling media hall of fame and wrestling shows from impact wrestling where they will be taking on the best the uk has to offer and revolution pro wrestling featuring the legendary jushin thunder liger defending his british j cup crown tickets are on sale now so head over to wrestlingmediacon.com that's wrestlingmediacon.com support wrestle talk give us a subscribe Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swift Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? How was your weekend? I had a good weekend. It was all taken up with my lady partner's birthday, of course. I told her on Friday that the Swaft Nation and the Pod Swafters and the After Swafters will know what her birthday surprise is <gasps> before she does because of when the podcast is released. Yeah. And she found this very disturbing. <laughs> She was like, it's weird that you talk about me to all these, like, because I'm very, like, social media wise. I just like, why just put stuff? I'm not really a social media guy. Mm. But I guess there is there is a hypocrisy or a contradiction in my character there where I'm quite comfortable talking to tens of thousands of people who listen to this podcast. Brag. And, yeah. And uh, and the YouTube version of the show. Yeah. No, I've, I'll, it was lovely to hear about it. Um, how was the Lido? Lido was good. Freezing. Uh, I I think I just had a few too many beers, so the, I was more susceptible to the cold. But the hunted experience was crazy good. Oh, yeah? The production values were actually really high, just running around Liverpool Street and Old Street and all that area of London. And, oh my God. So you're given a phone, and you're like, on the phone there's a map, and you'll click the, the task you want to do, and you'll have to go to that task, and it'll be a lamppost. And there'll be a number on the lamppost. So you enter the number on your phone and then it will have a riddle. And you've got to look around and try and solve the riddle, oh, which is nearby. And <clears throat> you enter that and that gives you tokens. 
and the idea is you want to build up as much cash before your extraction so, so you can buy extraction uh, and only three teams out of 28 get extraction Ooh, yeah so you need to get yeah. the most money to, to do this but if you so you, you'll do these tasks you'll have a hundred points of tasks say 100 cash or coins i can't remember what it was called and you if you are caught though by a hunter or a hunter gets near you that money will start to disappear and if they actually caught catch you they'll put you in a freaking van for the rest of the game and take your fingerprints and stuff what i know and uh so the idea is you've got to bank the cryptocurrency and once you've banked it you're safe like that money mm -hmm. is safe but you've got to go to special cryptocurrency banking points on the map and when you start banking you show up to all the hunters yeah so it was it was it was tense and like we banked i'm like okay we're banked that's good we're walking along and i'm looking at the map and this red thing just appears behind us i'm like oh and that was the first time we'd saw it we we're still a bit confused how the game works i was like oh there's a, a red thing do you think that's another task and then i just hear behind me <laughs> and i look around and there is this intense unit of a man just looking right at us whistling hands behind his back pacing right for us like something out of it follows yeah. and i crapped my pants i'm just left my girlfriend <laughs> i just ran it was like force majeure well you know like the real priorities were gonna get caught see you later i should have tripped her up so i could you know it would sort of preoccupy him but i just sprinted away Anna caught me up a bit later and was like, why do you leave me there? I was like, because the freaking guy... And then I, I had almost PTSD stress <laughs> for the rest of the game and the rest of the day because I'd just be walking and I'd just get that feeling that someone was behind do, me do, again do, and do, the do, whistle do, do, and the do, do, intense do, do. eyes. Oh, my God. But it was really fun. We survived. We came eighth, actually. No, oh, well done, you. And you think, like, yeah, but they wouldn't capture that many teams, right? They wouldn't ruin people's days by actually putting them in the back of a van eight teams oh, which mate. was like you know two to three people a team yeah it's like 25 people got caught oh man <laughs> it was great really yeah. recommend it that sounds really good i'm glad you had a good time how about your weekend you went to a winery i did go to a winery uh which was very nice uh, it was a nice hot day to to go out there lovely little tour around this sort of vineyard which was uh, owned by um, an eccentric man um, called Richards. Richards. So, this, like, so our tour guide told this story. It was like, so Richard had the house, like this big old house that's over. You can see it over yonder, and he had all these acres of land outside. He didn't own the, the these four hundred acres of land, but he found out they were going up for sale. So he just went down to the auction house to see who was going to buy them, and then he ended up buying them. And then he just realized, I don't know what I'm going to do with these 400 acres, but turns out I quite like wine, so I'm going to see if I can grow some of that. Oh, it turns out that the soil in the ground is the exact same soil that's in Champagne, in the Champagne region in France. So I can actually grow amazing Champagne here. What a stroke of luck that is. And it did at times feel like the tour was less about the wine and more about <laughs> how great Richard is, including us, you stopped on the tour to look at his house and be like, look how great this house is. It's amazing. And she was like, she told her all the things that are in the house. And then she was like, but he doesn't have a swimming pool. And everyone was like, he has a swimming lake with a yeah. boat in it. And everyone was like, oh, well, what a, what a great thing. Of course Richard does. And me and my friends were just like, the next thing he's going to tell us is that, like, oh, Richard has got such a big dick. 
Like, it's mm. absolutely massive. I mean, he had the biggest one, and then he bought a bigger one at auction by accident. Big dick dick. Yeah. He, or, or like, he, he didn't know his penis was so large, but then he just so happened to be at the penis length contest. Yeah. And he just won it. Just won all and, the gold stars. And then it's named, that's why penises are named dicks now, <laughs> because it's actually after our good friend Richard. And he's got the latest Xbox that's not even out yet, yeah. with all the games, and he's completed them. It was very much like this, but it was really nice, and the wine itself... He's the Vince McMahon of wine. It was, yes. And the, the wine was quite tasty, and we had a nice enjoyment, but then we went back to the house we were, we were staying at, and we had a three-course meal cooked for us by a, a, a private chef which was very lovely, very, very nice. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And then we played some played some games. Had That's some more like it. Yep. I was like, where's the Luke stuff? Played some board, board games. games. Yeah, board games. Played some board games. We just had a really, really nice time. And then on the Sunday, we went to Rye and sat on the beach for a little bit. And then we had some fish and chips. So we got these fish and chips. And we were going to sit in the back like in this little, like, little uh, you can't call it a restaurant area. It's like the back of the place, really. Where they've got these sort of like, plastic tables. Mm-hmm. But there's nine of us. And the tables are only set up for four each. And so the birthday girl was a little bit like, you should have rather we all sat together, which is fair enough. So we thought, well, I'll tell you what, we'll just get the chips take away and we'll go and sit in a park or something. And so her husband asked the guy behind the counter, is there a park with some benches? And he went, yeah, yeah, just follow these directions. So me and my wife and two of our friends, we got our orders first because I was like, oh, I wanted to be in front of the queue because I was so hungry at this point and I wanted my pie and chip. And uh, we were like, cool, well, we'll start walking up there then we'll go get some spaces. We start walking up, follow the directions. Less of a park, uh, actually it's a complete graveyard. It was mm. a graveyard with benches is what they'd pointed us to. I'm pretty sure they had a good old chuckle at that as sending these tourists to a graveyard to eat their fish and chips. The locals there did not look that impressed that we were walking through with our smelly fish and chips as they were trying to mourn their lost ones. And so we went and sat somewhere else. But it was nice. We had a really nice time. And then we drove back home and I was shattered. So it was lovely. Nice. It was nice. Would you like a little bit of correspondence before we get into it? We've got uh, two minutes left. But on that... Got an email here from Brody Hansen. Oh, Brody. That's I, such an American name. I don't get any Brodies in England. Well, and you can definitely tell because it's uh, realized but with a Z mm. as opposed to an S. I realize you, uh, you both have things to do, but I love the intros and outros of the podcast. And it always bums me when Ollie cuts off a conversation <laughs> because it has reached the 10 minute mark. I would listen to an hour long intro and an hour long outro if I could. I'm just saying. That's very kind of you, Brody. But uh, you know what? They've always roughly been 10 minutes for the intro and outro. But now this has become public knowledge. I'm the bad guy. You are the bad guy. You're the, I want to read out correspondence. And you're going like, no, we've got to stick to the time. There's only so much fun we can have. <laughs> Especially when you've got like an hour long show that you need to get to. Um, in which case, then I think I might end the intro there because we have got some, an agony arts Ooh. request come in. But I feel like we don't want to just give that a minute. We want to try and delve, you know, dedicate some time to this. So we've got the Raw review coming up where we're going to talk about Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Uh, I have a little bit of a mini rant about the Authors of Pain being jobbed out to Titus Worldwide because ridiculous. I think that is ridiculous. Um, and then we're going to come back for the outro where we've got this Agony Arts request and we've got some more of your Rusev Hayes and Poetry Corner. So enjoy the show. Well, we're not going to be as down on this as we were last week because we knew it was going to happen. When Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley was booked for... For this week's episode, when they both won their various triple threat qualifying matches last week, which weirdly seems like an eternity ago, what we knew this was going to happen. We always we thought Roman Reigns was going to go on 
to defeat Lashley, so he'll take on the Beast. It's the latest version of what we... I mean, so at WrestleMania, we thought, this is it. Roman's finally going to beat Brock. Brock's going to go off to UFC, and then we can just get past this and go on to another main event chapter of WWE. Because we've just been stuck in this story for years now. Three years and a bit, really. And then that was delayed to Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, this must be the time that Brock finally drops the belt. Nope. And now we haven't seen him since. It's about 90 days now since Lesnar last showed up on WWE TV. And surely SummerSlam's the one where Reigns finally beats Lesnar. So, yes, this uh, uh, Bro- um, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, of course. Reigns won this week. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm just disappointed. I'm not f- furiously angry. I'm just. It's just sad, isn't it? Yeah, we got a lot of messages on on the old Twitter machine this morning saying like, "Oh man, I can almost hear Ollie Davis raging about this, and I, I can't wait to hear him rant about this on the podcast." But um, no, it's just it's it's not the same this week because like we said last week, we were pretty sure this was going to be the outcome. Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam. 50-50 booking dictates that Lashley won at Extreme Rules, so Roman has to win here. That's the way that this company operates. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. My, I mean, okay, so in the lead-up to WrestleMania, I did a weekend video where I said, here is why Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar is a good thing for WrestleMania 34. And in that video, I said... Because we can just move past it. <laughs> yeah. We need to do this match so we can just move past it. And I'd said in that video, and I can't believe this is... I, 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 I never thought this would come to fruition. I did say in this video, if Roman doesn't win the belt here, we're just going to have another year of this, and then we're going to try and coronate him again next year, but it'll be with someone else. And lo and bloody behold, I think that's where we're heading. Roman's going to win the belt at SummerSlam, Braun's going to cash it in, and then Braun's going to hold the belt for the rest of the year until WrestleMania, when Roman finally stops the unstoppable monster, Braun Strowman. I don't know why it hasn't twigged with us so much sooner than this. That's why Braun's being booked like this unstoppable monster. So Roman can beat him at WrestleMania. It's not because Braun is over. It's not because the company's behind him. They just want Roman to be able to conquer someone. I disagree. I think I think the company likes Braun. I think he's been he's been protected to the level for so long now where it actually shows that they're invested in him rather than they're just building him up to feed to someone. Well, I'll I'll hold you to that come WrestleMania. Okay, 35. yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why I even make these these uh, these predictions. Yeah. But yeah, th- this match um Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley for the main event of Raw. I thought this one felt a lot more significant than the Extreme Rules match. Well, this one had to stip. This one, yeah, this there was something at stake, which was the number one contendership for Brock's universal title. And they had interviews throughout the night. There was a pretty decent video package, which kind of just made Extreme Rules seem like a week of Raw, didn't it? Yeah. Like, here's the build-up from Raw, then this thing called Extreme Rules happened. Don't worry about it, it's not that important. Well, more and now be- this yeah. is the real one here. In all fairness, more people are watching this than watched Extreme Rules. Yeah, so... The, uh, and there was a much more agreeable crowd, which helped the match. Uh, Lashley and Reigns at Extreme Rules kind of died a death because where was it? it wasn't in Pittsburgh, was it? It was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yes, okay. Where the <clears throat> yes, so the and the crowd were quite lively, and they 
they chanted for a lot of other things other than Roman Reigns and Lashley. Uh, but here, I thought the crowd were a lot more invested. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah. Again, and we've said this many, many times on the show, shocker, Roman Reigns had a good match because Roman Reigns is a good worker. It's just that they booked his character into oblivion to the point where no one could possibly care mm. about him at this point. But the kids were really into the match. They showed a lot of kids at ringside. They showed a lot of people really reacting to this match, hoping to see their big dog win the match so he could take on uh, the Beast at SummerSlam. Well, that was interesting because it did seem to be quite a pro-Roman crowd. A pro-Man crowd. Nice. And Lashley, I think this oh, was... you go back to your plant theory again. No, 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 not that many people. That's not a theory. <laughs> that guy can say I wasn't a plant as much as he wants. Uh, but this, I, I felt like that was... What's his this, name? Fan underscore WWE. That was, uh, it was built into... Yeah, his email address was at WWE.com. WWE. Verified on Twitter. Uh, and Lashley's, Lashley took a large portion of this match. And there was a moment when Lashley's got Roman in the... In some form of rest hold. Can't remember which one now. And the crowd were like, you know, come on, Roman! I think it was the full Nelson spots. Because the commentators <laughs> were really putting over that full Nelson spot like it was a genuine submission. And it kind of reminded me of... Do you remember when Dolph Ziggler started using the sleeper? Like, and he tried to get it over as his finisher. And at the t- first time he did it, the crowd were like, mm, I mean, sleeper holds don't really mean anything anymore. But Ziggler kept doing it. And he actually genuinely got it over as yeah. a submission move. And I was watching this, like, I wonder if they're going to try and do this with Lashley now, that they're going to use the full Nelson, the master lock, it's, as, as a submission hold for him. It's a shame because it's unbelievable, because if Bobby's got you in a submission, just slip out. He's, He's already lubed you up for him. The man sweats. I got, we got a tweet, and I'm going to apologise because I cannot remember who sent it to us, but I believe it was their wife noticed how sweaty he is and has renamed him Bobby Splashley. That's good. So good. Splashley. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, how the, the word of the show a few weeks ago was schlam. I yeah. want some Splashleys. Hashtag Splashleys in the comments. <laughs> really Comment on other people's videos, preferably Bobby Lashley ones on <laughs> WWE's YouTube channel. Bobby Splashley. Tweet them. To tweet Bobby, hashtag Splashley. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sweaty man, so it's not like I am making fun of something I don't have. Well, you well. and I, yesterday, I walked into the studio yesterday and uh, I said to you, I was like, oh, it's quite warm outside, I'm a little bit sweaty. And you turned around and were genuinely shocked at how sweaty I was. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to melt in front <laughs> of my was, eyes. I was literally melt. I was like ice cream kitty from mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was just melting all over the place. But yeah, so the, the crowd got into Roman here and the, the, he won and then a, there was a cheer. It was like a... Not like this is the top star of the company, not Braun reaction. It wasn't Austin winning. No, or Seth Rollins, where everyone's genuinely in there. It was just like, yeah, a good guy won. It was that kind of reaction, which made me think, good grief, you're setting this up for a fool. Because now you've got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in New York, the smarkiest of smarky towns. It's going to be... You know, like an enclosed arena rather than the WrestleMania open thing where the, these sort of reactions dissipate and don't sound as loud, even though they, they can do, at least on film. And it's going to be this contained pressure cooker of hate. Well, bearing in mind as well, SummerSlam is now being pushed as the WrestleMania of the summer. So that they're getting a lot of the European crowd coming in. People are flying in because like, well... I've got to go to WrestleMania. Now I've got to go to SummerSlam as well because it's a big five-day event. You've got the, you know, you've got oh, well, a four-day event. You've got NXT, then you've got SummerSlam, then you've got Raw, and then you've got SmackDown. It is the WrestleMania of the summer, and it's a big six-hour event. So, yeah, it's going to be the same crowd that were there from WrestleMania, more or mm. less, just not as many of them. 
And New York people. And New Yorkers. Oh, who wait, are... wait, just, you call this a match? Is that your New York voice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Coffee. I'm walking here. <laughs> it's pretty, that's much yeah, better. It's yeah, it's a yeah, bit better. So, yeah, this, this crowd is very much not going to be on side. But then again, like, I mean, whatever match Roman was going to have at SummerSlam, the crowd weren't really going to be on side for it anyway. But now you've also got Brock in there. It's, it's go-away heat for both guys now. WWE yeah. have managed to do that to one of their most reaction garnering performers out there with with Lesnar so I it's going to get it's not going to be the kind of good heat that makes an enjoyable spectacle it's going to be the kind of heat that makes you hate wrestling fans but at the same time you're like well you know what can you do? It's going to be beach ball mania. Yeah. It's going to be beach ball slam all over the show, and there won't be a Cesaro there to go into the crowd and tear it up and look like a goddamn hero. Maybe, maybe there will be. Maybe they'll just, just put ringside. him at ringside. It'll be a lumberjack match. Yeah, so Cesaro can just be there to be on beach ball watch. All, all the roster just te- <laughs> snapping. That's and every single member will raise Roman's hand at the end of it. That's another thing that happened at this match yeah. after what was a good match. And if this was any other storyline or or wrestler I would actually be into it I thought this was nicely done the way Bobby Lashley reluctantly raised Roman or got, no he shook his hand shook his hand he? yeah and he looked really pissed off at the end because ah my chance yeah. to become the universe champion has slipped through my fingers but, but again the sweat <laughs> Splashley's not doing any favours for him but I, I thought you know it's just that was a good visual and the way it was executed but it's just just the latest one of these stupid endorsements daniel bryan the rock the undertaker, undertaker. yeah oh it's uh i'm i'm super over it like this is this could be good if it wasn't the tip of a larger iceberg of lameness yeah exactly and to a point that you and i made last week which was we were talking about these two triple threat matches or it was the two triple threat yeah, matches, wasn't yeah. It? and you're like wow there's so many cool possibilities you could have had coming out of this that would have been like new and fresh and we said like, if it was going to be Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam, then why do Bobby Lashley? Because we've just seen the Extreme Rules. Vis a vis, if it was going to be Bobby Lashley, why do Roman Reigns? Like, why bother? Do something new and refreshing. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, correctly sort of speculated that, oh, well, it'll be a triple threat match. There'll be some shenanigans. And that's why it had to be both of them winning, because then you can build the triple threat match at SummerSlam. Wouldn't have minded that wouldn't at have all. Mind- I wouldn't have minded that at all. But because it was just Roman winning, Roman wins LOL, I'm like, God damn, why did it have to be Bobby Lashley then? Why can't it have been a Drew? Why can't it... I was, no, Drew was in Roman's match, wasn't he? Who was in... Uh, was it, it was Seth, Seth and Elias. And, yeah, Seth is the, the natural one The there. two Spider-Men pointing at each other from yeah, that yeah, meme. Yeah. Um, either one of them would have been would have been great well the the great loss of this all really you know beyond the larger just almost white noise of roman versus brock again is what this has done to bobby lashley because you had a guy who had some momentum who had a decent storyline coming off the back of the sami Zayn nonsense and he had a win over roman reigns and what you've done there is lashley beats reigns reigns goes on to finally win the title at SummerSlam, you've got an inbuilt, prearranged story there for Bobby to go, you never beat me, son. And then they, that's like, that's a ready-made feud. Lovely stuff. And do, they that, can, do that at the Super Show. And if you do the, the, the triple threat thing, you can carry on that story. You've never beat me, Roman. If, uh, yeah, if Roman pins Brock to win the title and that, and in a three-way stipulation... Yeah, so uh, poor old Bobby here. I don't know what he's going to do now going into SummerSlam. But he, uh, yeah. he he had some momentum there, and that's a shame. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh my god! Oh my god! Just, just incredible, incredible. We Women can wrestle we, too. Luke. We witnessed history. I'm we so witnessed a groundbreaking, innovative, death-defying. What a, what a big announcement this was! A historic announcement. People will talk about this day, like when they do the top twenty-five raw moments. This will be in the top. Genuinely, the top five because it was such a history-making moment. Oh yeah, yeah, and it it is like it on is. paper yeah, yeah. it is. But the did it, did WWE it. just have this habit of making everything feel like a press release and stripping away all the organicness and genuine emotion by doing this scripted nonsense. And so, so okay, let's run through this. The show opened after being promoted earlier in the week or day about a historic announcement that stephanie mcmahon's gonna make and the show opens with the entire roster the raw roster at the top of the stage with some smackdown women too yes and the 205 live guys which means they flew in the 205 live guys just to stand there on the apron yeah or stand there on the ramp rather yeah because i saw drake maverick i couldn't see any others Uh, i think there was a couple i think i spotted a couple of the 205 live guys there but yeah that means because 205 live don't tape before raw so they were flown all the way in for this, and they got flown now over to SmackDown. Well worth the money, I guess. Do you think they got excited? Hey, guys, we're going to get a 205 Live <laughs> pay-per-view. Maybe a 205 Live tag division. Maybe. No. They, did, uh, they did register those belts, didn't they? Well, they did, or like designs were submitted or something along those lines. Like trademark designs had been filed. Do you, do you think there was an admin error? 
in that they just emailed everyone under a certain weight category. And of course, all the women fall into that bracket as well. Well, you'd think that, but Roman was there front and centre, wasn't he? So. Well, the, the Raw guys were there regardless. Have you seen the kayfabe news article? I did. Yeah, Woman Wayne. Woman Wayne's Really uh, made me laugh. Roman in this big red wig really made me yeah. laugh. So, so they're all up there. And weirdly, Vince McMahon is in the ring looking like, you know, he's an old guy now. Uh, and well, he, it's just yeah. it's just strange to see this person who I've still got. Like, I think of Vince McMahon. I still I know time is a thing. But I still think of him as naughty's Vince McMahon. Yes. Or, like, you know, like late 90s Vince McMahon. Exactly. Like, at the moment, he looks like he's auditioning to be the new host of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's got that sort of old person eyes thing where yeah. they go a bit cloudy. Oh, bless his heart. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it's just weird to see. Um, and he was, like, okay, if you're going to bring him out, like, make it a thing. But it was just Vince McMahon there in the ring. Let me bring him down, Stephanie and Triple H. And that and was it. it, and they came that down. So Steph's and Trip came down, and they... Triple H then had this very nice speech. Um, he was quite close to tears, talking about how proud yeah. that they are of the, the women's division and the work that they've done in here. And um, Stephanie does a promo about, like, you... And then turned it around to the fans, being like, you wanted hashtag give divas a chance. Ah. And we went from 30-second matches to main events. Uh, and because of fans like you, women's wrestling is now taken seriously by this company. And I've written here, it's time to get to the point, Steph. Because at this, like, they were going on and on and on with this. Well, I, 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 to, okay, sorry to interrupt you. To the point where they were building this up so much, I was like, this is going to have to be a really big announcement. Because they were, I, at one point, I was like, they're going to replace SmackDown with an all women show. They're going to do it as like a weekly thing. Because they building this up as like this big historic announcement, like a groundbreaking, never before heard concept. Mm. And I was like, this is going to be pretty big. And then they was like, it's an all women's pay per view. And I was like, is that it? I think maybe a, that's just because we knew the rumours beforehand. Well, I, that I, is a I, big announcement. I didn't because I hadn't listened to that episode of Wrestling Observer Radio where Dave Meltzer and Brian talked about it at length. I hadn't listened to that. And I hadn't seen that Ticket Drew had been talking about it. I hadn't seen that a lot of people had been talking about it. Wrestle Talk News talked about it I didn't watch your. I didn't watch your episode. Um, was it your episode? It was or? Faker Doors. Oh, okay. I didn't watch Laurie's episode either. Um, so I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I just heard before I went to sleep that the SmackDown roster was going to be there, or the SmackDown women's roster mm. was going to be there as well. And I was like, this is going to be pretty big. And it is because they were building this up and building this up and building this up. It's to your point, when you put so much pomp and circumstance around something, it's got to deliver. And I think that all the pomp and circumstance they put around this press release being on TV did not deliver on, on what we got. But it is an exciting announcement. Mm. It's an exciting announcement, not, you know, don't have everyone out on the stage, trail out Vince and all this sort of stuff. Well, that that's it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against it for that reason. I'm more against it that I would like stuff like this to come out of storylines or come out of angles rather than everyone go, okay, let's just take a pause here. This thing that you're watching, okay, let's just stop pretending that's real for a moment uh which you know is pretty difficult anyway because we're essentially all just people simulating a, a combat sport and it's predetermined and everything so oh yeah that main criticism of wrestling that it's fake let's just indulge in that for a second it's fake we're gonna stop it let's do some corporate stuff okay now we're back into the show and it's just like oh i hate that why can't you just save that for your for your conventions and your business meetings and stockholders calls and 
and have stuff announcements like that weave it into the fabric of the show don't make it jar so much with the rest of the action and the narrative so that that's my I'm, the reason i didn't like it i didn't think that they under that they they promised too much I, and i'm in agree with you and i do not disagree with anything you yeah. said. that was actually my other issue i had with this is that it was all just a very big fake announcement stephanie's out there as a baby face making a big baby face announcement and then later in the show it's like right you got to forget about that because i'm back to being heel stephanie again because yeah. i'm now in a backstage segment in the storylines and it's and it, again and my other issue i have with this is that you've just got to remember ollie davis that the women are a gimmick that they're not they're not on the same level as the men they're a gimmick they're a, a plaything for stephanie mcmahon and they're a play they're just there to be pr nonsense um and so they're not really they don't take them seriously because they're just a gimmick that's why we're giving them their own gimmick show mm. to the point when uh, you and i were looking at the pictures and just getting so infuriated looking at them when they announced this all the women had to go like oh yay wonderful hug each other despite the fact that they're meant to be feuding with each other like asker and carmella were stood next to each other it just makes them look so lame yeah it it's there's it it's like oh thank you so much for giving us this opportunity i don't want that from wrestlers i want them to portray themselves as badass fighters wanting to fight for a, yeah. a, a challenge and fight for a championship and and you know what? i was thinking about this i'm i'm fully behind an all-women's pay-per-view i think it'll be As really interesting mm-hmm. and i'd i'd i really want this because you know we've been watching a lot of our new favorite uh what was it it's japanese women's wrestling promotions yes. they're, they're amazing uh so i'm really excited to see what sort of matches they can have with more more i guess freedom and and not as many time restraints uh, like like the sort of NXT matches of old. Re- really looking forward to that. And it's going to be NXT heavy show as well because they've announced there's going to be 50 women on this show. Mm. And there are about, I think, like 20 or so on the main roster, maybe like 25. Well, they were struggling to get the Women's Royal Rumble match <laughs> built up. I know. So they have to do a lot of NXT calls. And the NXT Championship is going to be on the line on this show. The NXT UK Women's Championship is going to be on the line. That's that's, re- that's rumoured, right? No, that's, that's reported. WWE.com. Oh, wow. Have that okay. listed. Um, and they're going to be having the finals of the Mae Young Classic too. So this is going to be very much a Triple H produced show. And it's going to feel like an NXT show on the main roster. Mm. That to me sounds uh, that sounds awesome. I'm well up for that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And but but it's so I was thinking like I'm fully behind that. But the way this was all done, like you said, did, did make it seem rather patronising to to the idea of uh, of women's rights. Mm. So I just thought you know if if it if you wove it within the the fabric of the actual narrative, that it wouldn't wouldn't come off as patronizing but i was thinking about this wouldn't it be interesting to and i don't know if this would work i'm, d- I'm just sort of saying this i haven't really thought about it that much interesting i like this ollie davis but like not a not a not a sort of misogyny gimmick character but the men and the like have a show like a survivor series where the the men and women are like we're gonna steal the show the men are like no we're gonna steal the show and the women are like no we are and it's, there's never any like misogyny in there like well you can't steal the show you're a woman it's just they both talk each other up no we're better no we're better and you almost run a split down the card women's match men's match women's match men's match and you just say, hey, go out there and try and steal the show. Have the best match that you possibly can. I think that would actually be more productive long term to elevating women's wrestling to where it's seen, perceived to be alongside men's wrestling than having an isolated bottle episode 
where it's just women and there's no comparison. I don't. I'm not against the all women's idea. I just thought that would be an interesting thing to do down mm-hmm. the line. Like, I I think it could be more, yeah, more effective. Perhaps yes, but we know we're we're down this route. I will say as well that the name sucks. <laughs> Evolution. Oh my god! It's a Triple H produced show. You uh, said it yourself. Well, yeah, but it's a mystery as well, isn't it? Um, it I don't know, man. It, WWE evolution or evolution there's always going to bring up that argument as well as it is it evolution or is it evolution no one really knows or revolution yep for a bit exactly hashtag women's revolution DVD releases or what have you so it's I think this is a good thing I think the branding sucks and I think the way that it was announced sucked a little bit as well oh, it, yeah. ju- it just reminded me of the the Royal Rumble announcement where everyone's just standing in a line and they all hug afterwards and they all go like, yeah, isn't Stephanie great? Isn't this company awesome? And I'm like, guys, just like... The comp- company was the thing that made this problem in the first place. Competition. <laughs> like, let's go with that instead, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, to your point, this company is it was 100% at fault that we have to have all this stuff at this point. Yeah, so yeah. also just a, as a little thing, Nikki Cross was there on yeah. the stage. The only non main roster or at least officially debuted main roster person on there yeah, which was, was interesting so weird that she was just there because I know she's been doing Smackdown house shows in the lead up which is why I think she's going to be debuting at SummerSlam but it was just so weird for her to be there just yeah. on the stage randomly it's almost, I'm, I'm almost can guarantee you Vince doesn't know Vince doesn't know that she hasn't debuted on stage TV. hand and it was oh. just it, it was like just fly everyone in who worked the Smackdown house show so that includes Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross came along and he's like, now you go out and stand there, not knowing that she hasn't debuted yet. It was really weird, yeah, because it's not um, it's not like she was in the back. No, she was, she front, was front and centre well, with she's, Sasha. She's like four foot two. You have to put her out the front, otherwise you're never going to see her. Yeah, not as not as short as Zelina Vega. <laughs> no, no. In heels, she's still a foot below everyone else. It's remarkable. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that my wife is five foot nothing, and I think she would even be taller than Zelina Vega But that's in how, heels. That's why she can do those really cool hurricanranas Into the stairs when, when people are on their knees already. Yeah, exactly. and it looks like a spike thing. Thing, so yeah, it does work for her. Also, the other thing as well, and perhaps we're going to get, I just have to get used to this because the pay per view is not until the end of October. They mentioned it a lot on this show. Yeah. So it's going to be something we're just going to have to get used to. We're going to be flogging this horse for a while about how awesome this is. So let's be excited for it now because come October, I'm going to be like, I can't wait for this goddamn show to be over so they don't have to talk about it anymore. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's like, okay, everyone, let's acknowledge we're playing characters and none of this is real for a moment so we can announce this landmark in the company's PR policy. And now let's all go back to playing our characters and talk about that thing we just did (laughs) and how great it is. It's like, it's, it's so... Because, yeah, throughout the night, everyone really, at the start of their promo or backstage segment, had to start with, man, that's really good news about the women's division. Did you hear the announcement? It was great. Yeah, I did hear the announcement because it was repeated and recapped two other times. I was going to say, Michael Cole, top of every hour, had to recap everything. It was mentioned a lot. On our Discord fan chat for WrestleTalk, there was a guy on there who was counting along with it and gave up. He was like, I can't be able to keep up with counting it anymore. Okay, so next up, the other which I thought, you know, was a much better way to weave a real-life thing throughout the narrative of the show, was Elias. His debut LP, or EP, whatever you want to call it. It's an EP, because an EP because only four songs, yeah. Uh, he, that, day, that was released on Spotify and all these various streaming platforms earlier in the day. And here he is. He's going to do a performance for us. He's on the ramp, uh, sort of the entrance bit to the side, but he keeps on getting interrupted. 
Yes. I thought it was very it, funny. It was very funny. Um, a first uh, it, interrupted. It led, it led to nothing, but it was very funny. Yeah, it, it should have had a better payoff. Yeah. So uh, before Elias sung that song, though, the B team were one of those acts that were backstage going, God, I can't wait to that women's great, evolution you know, pay-per-view. The heels, the B team. Are they heels? I think they're, they're heels. They're just a thing, I think. <laughs> I would say that they are heels, <sighs> but I don't know. Uh, they do a little comedy thing where they're they're all talking about how excited they are. They walk off, then they skulkily come back. Oh, yep, forgot our tag titles, and then go. Hilarity ensues. That was out to uh, the deleter of worlds, deleters of worlds for the tag team title rematch. Yes, um, and guess what? Deleters of worlds uh, ran wild early. Then an ad break happened, and then when they came back from the ad break, the B team were on top instead. And. It ended in a fluky win for the B team. Yeah, so there was a bit of confusion. Like Bray gets knocked into Matt, and then Axel sort of accidentally schoolboys him and gets the pin, and then they're like, oh, God, we won. And then mm. the Deletes of the World stood there and applauded them and then attacked them. This feud must continue, I guess. Yeah, the revival was shown watching backstage, as they have been last week as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm just... what the hell is the tag division right now? I'm so glad this feud gets to continue. Why can't we, we have can, a tag have, team pay-per-view? We can have another match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think SummerSlam is going to be largely matches we've already seen based on the three for three so far. Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. Yep. Saw that last week. Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. Saw that last week. Bobby Lashley versus... Sorry. Oh, no. That's not a rematch. This was a, This week was a rematch. Say again. Well, I was going to say Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. We no. saw that, ex- but no, that's yeah. that is no. There it's, you go. It's, it's Roman versus Brock, but we saw that at WrestleMania and the Greatest Royal Rumble. Also, it's Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens, only this time without the cage. So it's actually less of a match this time. Same with Rollins and Ziggler. Yeah, it's without the Iron Man. We've stipulation. used the gimmick to build to a regular match. Very bizarre. Uh, yes, yeah, we, so, we get Alexa and Ronda though. That's new. Uh, Deleters of Welds. Do you think that was a? A heel turn at the end? No. 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 I mean, the tag division needs something, but I don't know if it's that. I've got a new favourite phrase uh, for the uh, Matt Hardy as well. Um, Go away. This is, <laughs> no, this is from um, uh, How To Wrestling's Patreon podcast when uh, their host, Kevin, described Matt Hardy as doing more delete chants than actual wrestling moves. Mm, yeah. I like that. Uh, then we got some... <laughs> Oh, no. Some hilarious comedy next, folks. Oh, yeah, we did get this, yes. It was Finn Balor and Chad Gable, and they're talking about how excited they are because <laughs> women's wrestling. So chummy. Oh, Finn and Chad. Just that they go like, God, it is great, isn't it? It's going to be so awesome. And then Finn gets distracted because someone's carrying his suitcase, and Chad goes, that's definitely your suitcase. I recognise it because suitcases look just so iconic to each wrestler they're hey, so well, unique to them the amount of traveling they do i hope they do put like a little i always put a scarf around mine yeah. so i know where it is on the conveyor belt no, I just when you do baggage collection my, recognize my bag yeah but yours is that like frog shaped one isn't it with the little kiddie uh pulley bits and you can sit oh, yeah, down yeah, if you get it's, tired it's, my wife can pull me yeah, along yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you talking about the one that I've got me was my uh, wedding present, but that is that one. Um, so yeah, the case is being taken away, and then um, so Finn then's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And the guy says, "We've got to take it to your new locker room." And Finn's not sure, and he walks over, and it's a, a doll's house. I actually written at first; it was a dog house, um, but I thought that was a pun. That's where Roman Reigns gets changed. Yeah, but no, it's it's a, like a doll's house, 
And this bit did make me laugh because Corbin walks in going like, ha, ha, ha. Well, you see, I am tall and you are short. Therefore, mm. you have to have the shorter locker room. Ha, bet you feel so stupid now. And Finn goes, no, actually, I love it. And Corbin's face was like, no, you're supposed to be annoyed. And then he, his face turned and I really enjoyed his selling of that. It was like, I'm going to book you in a match with Drew mm. McIntyre, which would have been great had they not already announced that Finn was facing Drew McIntyre on commentary and pushed it on social media. So if this was like where that match was booked, a much better payoff. Mm. But as it was, it just seemed really odd that he was like, oh, I'm so mad at you. Now I'm going to book you in a match that's already been announced. I didn't find any of it funny. I liked liked Corbin in this. No, I didn't even find Corbin funny. On paper, that could have been funny, but I guess it's just... Just disappointed at this point. Oh man, if you really didn't like uh, Corbin making fun of Balor's height, but he'll do it later on as well, just in case. Sasha Banks and Bailey have a recap of their relationship so far, and when Sasha Banks dramatically, in air quotes, revealed that she loves Bailey, not in a romantic way, a platonic way, just in how like I love Lamp in that kind of way, <laughs> yeah, and. It comes back to them both watching this video package in the weird angle. They are both looking so happy. And I was like, they totally had sex. <laughs> this was like, the, this was the smiles of like, yep, yep, that was last week. Hard cut. Yep, we went and did it. Now we're fully on board. I don't think that's the story they're telling. Yeah, and it I, felt so good. They're just, they're just friends, I think. But they just look too smug for my liking. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was sex face. Yeah, they just had sex. Uh, anyway, so they had, they said that they've had a long talk and they're now on the same page. However, I suppose the key to this promo, at least my key taking a, a key talking point away from this, is that Sasha said that she goes because I love you and I know you feel the same way. But Bailey has never said I love you back. And I wonder if that's going to be their build. Is that Sasha's always going to be the one that says I love you, but Bailey never says it. And that's going to lead to the Bailey heel turn. Sowing seeds. Subtlety, which is actually something that WWE don't do well. Oh, Jesus. No, this is bad subtlety, though. This is drawn out way too long. Oh, but seven months. Months. I mean, this has been going on since the Royal Bloody Rumble. It's actually been going on since Bailey came back from injury last year. We're getting on for almost a year long with this feud. Yeah, so if this really is the end of their weird feud thing and now they're a tag team... This, this is just the next chapter, man. Well, man, you know, it's just like, what what was the point? I, I feel like they've scrapped whatever feuding plans they've had. And then they beat a jobber team, which was different to see... A uh, a sort of female jobber team. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the local enhancement talent. I yeah, don't think I've. Oh no, they used to do it for Nia Jax, but not a tag team. Uh, and yeah, I thought Bailey and Banks looked pretty slick as a team. They did look really good. Although my big takeaway from this though is that Coach said that um, man Sasha Banks and Bailey really dodged a bullet by not getting drafted to SmackDown. I'm like, way to bury SmackDown, Coach. Then we got Braun straight. Well, Elias tried to promote his new album again, and then Braun came out. Elias sold this really well, yep. the most out of anyone on the show. We were trying to think of what's next for Bobby Lashley. Um, in the, you know, you see like a two-second gap between us talking the, and the Raw review starting. Actually, it's about a twenty-second gap where we had a bit of a chat. Elias, I guess, will be the only person I can think that Bobby can face. Yeah, the only possible person. It's the only possibility. Battle of the Finn, well, Finn's going to be tied up with Corbin. Um, Battle of the Bobbies, man. Rude versus Lashley. Oh, no, in a booby on a pole match. But Rude's in the feud with Mojo. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that pre-show. 
Uh, so Braun comes out and, you know, before we can get on with the actual wrestling stuff, congratulations to the women. You've all worked really hard. In particular, my mixed match challenge partner, Alexa Bliss. I He saved it for me. I, <laughs> I was ready to rage at them doing this to Strowman. Like, just imagine, Dave Meltzer pointed out, imagine if they did this to The Undertaker. <laughs> Imagine if they did this to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just want to say all the women out there doing real good, son. Yeah. I, but, uh, yeah. But when he when he did it to Alexa Bliss and the crowd were like, they, they got very excited for a Braun-Alexa love angle. And Braun just like, this seemed like an impro. Calm down. Yeah. And I, I just thought he dealt with it very well. It was organic. Uh, I liked it a lot. He and Alexa are the only two people that still reference Mixed Match Challenge because they, they had a storyline in there that I feel like they want to do something with. But Alexa is very much a heel and he's very much a babyface. So I think it's a it's like everyone's memories have been wiped, but they like they didn't take the pills. And so no one else knows that Mixed Match Challenge ever happened, but they remember it all. So they are... So they're trying to keep this love story going. It's like a Black Mirror episode. Well, I was going to say, they're the ones who remember the genie movie Shazam with um, with Sinbad. You know, have you heard this? Oh, don't go into this... I love it though. Like, no, and the no, Baron it's, re- it's really not relevant to anything. Google it; it's fascinating. Uh, okay, so then Strowman starts bragging on Bobby and Roman, saying it doesn't matter who wins because I've got a beef case. But then Kevin Owens returns. Can't yeah. really call it a return. Don't call it a comeback. I thought he was going to be out for much longer to, mm. to sell the injuries, and um, he was it, selling it. He no, no. I mean, like to really, really sell this is like he can't even come into work. Mm. Um. And yeah, uh, he, he said that he was upset uh, that Braun Strowman only cares about the title because he threw Owens off a cage 20 feet down. He crashed through a table. He said, I was trying to be friends. And then he started talking about his kids. He said, it was my son's idea because he thought that if we were friends, he could then be your new tag team partner like Nicholas was at WrestleMania. Now my daughter is so f- afraid to watch me walk down the stairs. And I suddenly thought, I was like, God, I feel so sorry for Kevin Owens here because Braun's being a complete dick and bullying him. I yeah I felt sorry for Owens, but I also thought he showed a bit more seriousness. Which and this was all still kind of comedy based, but I I got flashes of old Kevin Owens. Oh, here. I did not. Really, absolutely. Very not. like I mean, you, you might if you blink, you might have missed those flashes. <laughs> okay. I just I felt like there was a bit more seriousness about him, and I really hope they. Oh yeah, one of one of I did. I'm just deflated. This I I could be very angry about this whole episode. Or I could be, I could just choose. I could take Jinder's advice and breathe. <laughs> Segway. Baron Corbin comes out before Owens reveals what he wants to do and now, says. His reveal was that Corbin was coming out. Was it? I think so. I thought that that paid off later with the Stephanie stuff. No, I thought the whole point of this was that he wanted to bring out Corbin because he says, Your problems have just begun. And that was to bring out Baron Corbin so Baron Corbin could bring out Jinder. That's, that's stupid. I think. That's how I, I read it. I mean, why not just? I it's it wasn't it wasn't good stuff. Whatever format it, it took, Baron Corbin comes out and he's like, "Yeah, what you did was morally reprehensible." First, he made fun of Finn. After making fun of Finn, and then he says, "To help you, I'm bringing understand peace and stuff." Here is Jinder Mahal because he's got a new gimmick. Remember, and Jinder and Sunil, yes, yeah, Sunil Singh, yeah. uh, try to do some breathing techniques with Braun. This guy. Was the WWE champion, and he made SmackDown almost unbearable to watch in the main event scene for six, seven months last year. And it was all 
for nothing. He beat Shinsuke Nakamura twice clean, basically, on pay-per-view, in two pay-per-view in a row. Um, He's not even like a... Cra- he is now a credible mid-card agenda. He's not even a mid-card, man. But no, no, that's what he could be. That's okay, what he, he could, could be, be, yeah. Uh, but they're not like... All that stuff, all that push... It's just they're like, nah, nah, we'll repackage you from the ground up. Yeah. When d- He's got something now, but they don't even care about that. Uh, Dave Meltz had an amazing tweet I saw the other day, which when someone asked him, it was like, uh, how did the um, the India experiment and Jinder go? And he, or like, you know, how did the India experiment go with their expansion there? And Dave Meltz was just like, look at Jinder's position on the card, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. They sent Braun over there. That was a little video package before he came out here. It was like, Braun went to India. And he did some press. And yeah. he hugged some kids. Well, Jinder did work, didn't it? Yeah. Got to try someone else. Uh, and then Braun beats uh, Jinder and Sing Up. I thought this was going to be the start of Braun's SummerSlam feud. I thought the same thing. I thought, because mm. Jinder was looking at him. And I was like, okay, so we're going to build to a Jinder-Braun match at SummerSlam. But um, no, we're not. We're getting get well. We'll come on to that, I suppose. We got Mickey James beating Natalia again. Mickey James dressed as the White Ranger. Yeah, she was a bit Power Super Rangers. Saiyan. Um, they announced that Trish Stratus, Lita, and Beth Phoenix will be on the Evolution pay per view, um, and, and Mickey James won. She won the match. A uh, bit of communicate. Well, she got uh, Natalia got distracted by Alexa Bliss and then then lost. I Meh. I think they're going to be building towards Mickey and Trish at um, Evolution to do like a big like marquee hey remember this food mm. I think that would be one of their big matches that's one the rumour is that yeah. a rumour is that no Mickey and Trish <coughs> like Mickey sort of asked for it on Twitter yeah. but I think that's you know giving Mickey a win here just seems to like you need to start building her up for, for October so speaking of let's just stop this wrestling show that you're enjoying so we can have some PR nonsense that's out of the main narrative and and which just exposes everyone as playing characters rather than being the characters. Just imagine if Marvel or any other movies did that, where they just stop midway through fighting Thanos to get a cup of tea or just announce all the good stuff that Marvel does for for kids. And yeah. then they go back to fighting. Like Star-Lord is about to like shoot off against Thanos, and he's like, oh, but before I do that, here's some photos of me with some Make-A-Wish kids. Mm. Look how great I was. I even went in costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- there was a sports humanitarian awards video package thing where Roman Reigns cuts a terrible promo, <laughs> like it was an acceptance speech. He was accepting the award on behalf of WWE. He is so wooden in this. It's so rehearsed. Yeah, like it's incredibly rehearsed. And yeah, I did not get on with this at all. And uh, it was it was WWE. It was uh, an ESPN arranged thing as well. And given their relationship, oh, I wonder how WWE won that. Mm. Mm. And then it goes from Roman Reigns cutting that promo into Roman Reigns backstage saying he's gonna whoop Brock Lesnar's ass eventually. Yes, uh, da- I did like Dasha saying like, "Hey, you lost to Bobby at Extreme Rules. Why is tonight gonna be any different?" Which I thought was a really, was actually a decent way yeah. to ask that question. Uh, Roman says that he's done a lot in the last five years. Apparently, he's the most decorated star in the last five years in sort of like the modern era. Which actually, when you think about it, he's won every belt. He's won the Royal Rumble. He's main evented WrestleMania four times. He's won. He won Money in the Bank. No, he hasn't won Money in the Bank. It's about the one thing he hasn't done. Hasn't won the Universal Title. No, he, well, he's the rightful champion though. So he's pretty much done everything there is to do. So, I mean, uh, he's not wrong there. He's got quite the black eye on him as well. Um, and then he talks about being shoved down people's throats. It's mm. like using these sorts of buzzwords to rile up the internet fans. And he wants them all to shut their mouths. Yeah. Cool. 
then we got the Authors of Pain come out this time, interrupting Elias's performance again. Uh, just a reminder, Authors of Pain, that really dominant tag team that are just absolute destroyers and monsters. Please continue. Uh, they come down and they say, we want competition, not just Titus Worldwide week after week. <laughs> how, how do you do that? A whistle. Yep. Titus Worldwide come out, of course. And so Titus says, hey, you guys need to learn some locker room respect. And then Apollo is like, I will take it from here, Titus. Uh, you, <laughs> no, can I tell you my this, this man has taught me what it is like to be a good human being. Titus is amazing. Can I tell you my favourite bit of this? Sure. Which is when Titus comes down and he says, and I around this to make sure that I heard this correctly, he says, you guys have a lot to learn. And Razor says, what can you learn us? What can you <laughs> learn us? Oh, you done effed up, boy. Uh, what can you learn us? So, so Apollo here is saying Titus is amazing. He's taught me all these things He's to make it. He's a great dad. Yeah, to like make it as a human being, not, as a, not really as a wrestler. And I'm like... You're the bottom of the card. And You're a joke act. And then Akum makes fun of Titus Wild Slide. I was like, God, this makes you sound so lame. Oh, we'll learn something from you. How about we learn to fall over? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't hate Authors of Pain. Oh, I did. Like stuff, but they would be a lot more effective if they never had to talk. And this you is still why you Paul gave them Ellering. Paul Ellering. Yeah. Exactly. You give them a manager so these two don't have to cut promos. You want to package something as nicely as possible. And this is not the most effective packaging of all. Oh no! And uh, speaking of not effective, Titus dis- like Titus and Apollo start a brawl with AOP, and they stand tall. They AOP walkout. AOP retreated from Titus worldwide. Deary me! This was an absolute effing failure of a segment. This mm. actually got me more angry than anything else on the show. This was an absolute travesty and a dreadful segment. And it's just, it's, especially with all the the PR stuff throughout the show about the women's segment, I personally felt that this, like, Titus only got this because he's been positioned as an absolute jobber for the entire year. And a joke, really, with what they did with him with Titus World Slide. That was the company making fun of him, not like other wrestlers. Uh... Now they're like, no, you you said some, you pointed out some very valid points about us bringing back Hulk Hogan. So here's something. It was just so cynical and so transparent. It's like, oh, this is when the week after Titus says these things on Twitter yep. is when he gets to finally stand tall against at the expense of a much much better tag like, team. Yeah, a team with a lot more potential. It was, yeah, just just horrible. Just awful. all round awful. Awful crowd. Speaking of awful, backstage, Angle was with Stephanie talking about how great she is for making the pay-per-view. Thank weren't, you, Stephanie. Weren't you feuding at WrestleMania? Like, Good didn't point. these two hate each other? Weren't they, like, at each other's throat? They wanted to, like, cost each other their jobs. And yet here they are going, like, God, you're great, Steph. That announcement you made was awesome. Thank you very much for that. You know what would have been a lot more effective, maybe? I'm just still trying to work out ways to to weave the women's pay-per-view announcement into a Mm storyline. And just somehow do it using Ronda. Like, Ronda's the one that has got this for the women against Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. And, like, Stephanie, like, eventually... Oh, God, you, you forced me to do it. You'll get a... Ronda pay-per-view. <laughs> well, you see, so you're thinking of like Eric Bischoff in the X Division, uh, the Destination X 2011 pay-per-view that we did for yeah. Patreon. Yeah, I don't know how it would work. I actually watched um, 
when I was doing the editing for the podcast, I watched the Before the Bell special they used to do, where it's like they kind of explain um, storylines. That explained how they got that pay per view, which you and I were really confused about mm. while watching it. It's the network demanded that they they get the show, which is why Eric and Hogan had yeah, to put the show that. on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Stephanie and Kurt are talking backstage about women, aren't they <laughs> lovely? And Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin walk in and pitch for a match at SummerSlam for the beefcase, for Braun Strowman's beefcase. And Stephanie, despite just being a babyface and announcing the women's pay-per-view, goes, it's not a bad idea. You've got that match. Beefcase on the line. Drives away in a limo. The key to this as well is that Kevin Owens can win it through any means. So if Braun gets counted out, he still wins the beefcase. If Braun gets DQ'd, he still wins the beefcase. So there's lots of ways for Owens to win. Braun, the babyface, is at the disadvantage. Ugh. And but there was a funny bit at the end where when that was an, when like Stephanie confirmed that Kevin Owens hugged Baron Corbin right away and then was oh no my arm oh my arm hurts <laughs> it's, it's went, really well done he went to hug Stephanie because she was holding out her hand for a handshake and then he was he was like oh yeah no let's shake a handshake yeah we don't hug yeah and then he just looked at Corbin and then this really quick embrace and he went, oh no ouch my shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. it's really that funny was good. Mojo Rawley beat Tyler Breeze. Oh, you don't you didn't click on last week's video accidentally in the midway through this. This was just done again. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby did an inset promo and said nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing was said. Uh, but he probably said glorious. I, I can't remember. I don't even think he said that. I think like when I see him, like I just hear mute, and he's just going glorious, glorious, <laughs> glorious, 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 glorious. So he's like the adults from Peanuts. Yeah. He's a sim now. <laughs> uh, Dolph and Drew had a promo. Sorry on that one. Um, I actually think that Mojo hitting the sit-out Alabama Slam is much better than him just doing an Alabama Slam. I thought that looked pretty wicked, actually. You Every week, it's what what move can replace Mojo's <laughs> finisher with you? Well, because he's not going to use the bloody pounce, so yeah. I've got to try and find a better one. This was a much better one. Uh, and we got the Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre match, which started with Elias trying again. And I think it would be a lot better if, like, this would have worked better if Elias just started performing, like, as he was meant to, and then the people interrupt him. Not, oh, next up, we've got this match. Then Elias starts to perform. Then the match happens. Like, it's... Well, I always know who's going to interrupt him. It's given away the punchline. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Bala walks out. The two had, I thought, like a pretty frantic match. It was, it was all action. Both guys were going really fast. And Dolph interferes as Bala's got the upper hand. And he's about to do the coup de grace, but Dolph pushes him off the turnbuckle. Yeah, for the DQ. And then Seth runs down to make the save. Um, Angle comes out and makes this a tag team match. I had written that note before he'd even come out. Mm. And they had, surprise, surprise, considering the four guys in here, these are probably like the four most exciting in-ring wrestlers on Raw. A bloody fun match. This was the best thing on the show. By Mm. leaps and bounds, this was the best thing on the show. Yeah. And I just... It's always, for me, it's the... Seth Rollins is the Okada of WWE in quite a few ways. And mainly, it's just how exciting he can make those finishing sequences. And it's weird how it always ends the same way. I tried to do a curb stomp. I'm stopped from doing a curb stomp. I do the curb stomp. I win. But he just, I don't know how he varies it up. It always feels different. I never know when the curb stomp's going to happen, even though there's a very clear pattern from the past matches. He's just, just amazing. He's so hot right now. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. This was very, very, very good. 
and uh, Seth gets a win over Dolph and yeah. just proven that Dolph is just just nothing. <laughs> He's just like, what has he done really? Apart from win the title with other people's help. Yep, and defended with other people's mm. help as well. And then backstage, you did an interview with Mike Rome. We got a, a wild yeah. Mike Rome appearance. Dasha was obviously busy somewhere else. And Seth plugged the women's pay per view and said that was really awesome. Uh, but then he said he's got priorities. A, priorities. Uh, but then he said he's got a match at SummerSlam and he goes to walk off. And then Mike's like, well, well, what's the match? He's like, oh, it's me and Dolph for the IC title. And I thought, oh, man. Just, I've seen this about five times in the yeah. last three weeks. Uh, and Drew, he'll be facing Drew next week. Yes. Which will hopefully be a bloody corker. Well, the last time they had a match, it was great, so yes. Uh, Bobby Lashley says why he's back. These kinds of big matches, that's the reason. Cool. Ignore Extreme Rules. Then there was a second recap of the women's pay-per-view announcement. So we'd already had the the segment itself, then another one, uh, sorry, the, the first recap, and this was the second recap. In amongst all the other people going like, hey, have you heard the announcement? Yeah. Uh, and then we got Ember, Ember Moon. So you got this, you know, women's revolution, evolution, really big deal. And now you get an Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan. The crowd died. Oh, they so, were so quiet. So like the, you know, entrances, well, look, people are coming down. Bell rings. Definitely it's like someone silence. presses mute. I could hear a conversation. <laughs> I swear. Oh, well, what, what are you going to have for dinner yeah. later? Yeah, I think let's go to this place. Yeah. That's what how the much, crowd sounded like. of the show is left? Mm. God, get traffic, man. It's going to be really bad. And it's a shame because I've really turned a corner on Ember Moon. I love her and I love the Total Eclipse. Ember Moon's awesome. And you can't call it the Total Eclipse. It's just the Eclipse. Oh, is it? Oh, of course. <laughs> You're thinking of Of the Heart. Yeah. No, no. It's <laughs> always the Total Eclipse in my head. Uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know where we're going to go from there. No, absolutely not. But Moon won, and she's great. Liv, and I feel like she's beaten Liv Morgan now, just week in, week out, apart from when she lost to Sarah Logan last week. Mm. This... Do you ever sometimes think Lev, Liv Logan in your head? No. Sarah Morgan? <laughs> I think their their surnames are, are too similar for them. Well, it's that's not why they got put into up. this team. That's why they're yeah. so riotous. Their names sound alike. Oh, that's the reason Sarah Logan's <laughs> in this team. Exactly that, and Gay Meat. Uh, yeah, so that was a match. Ember Moon still doesn't really have a storyline, despite being four months on the main roster. She's no, this is a series of squad. matches. She's feuding with the Riot Squad, I think. And uh, I guess we've already talked about the the Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley main event. There was a bit of Elias in there as well. We finally got to perform, and he spoke to something called Awe. Yeah, I mean, a they, band, a they, they got their own photo gallery on WWE.com, so they're clearly a big deal. I'm sure everyone's going to let us know in the comments. We'll get tweets about it, who they are. Um, I don't know. I Maybe they're a sports team. Could be. Professional rowers. Where were they? Cincinnati. Maybe they're the Cincinnati Oars. Yeah. Uh, but just before then, there was a trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout in my feed. God damn, I want to see that movie. One of the only franchises that gets better Aside from the Mission Impossible 2, with every instalment. Yeah. Also, wow. My favourite gif of the year comes from that as well, which is when um, Henry Cavill does his little, like, punching boxing thing. Yes. But, but as he does it, he grows a beard. Have you noticed this? No. no there's a gif. You can find it online. When he does it, the, the CGI on his face, like, over, like, puts more shadow, like, puts more beard on his face. The CGI on his face? I don't know what He's it's... a real person. I know. That's not a CGI, Cavill. But when he does it, he goes from clean-shaven... Well, with the Tash, to like stubbly beards. Speaking of Sinbad and conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. we're going to look back on the Henry Cavill of 2016 to now and be like, what is going on with his facial hair? 
Like people won't know. People will watch Justice League in in decades to come and go. What's what's happening here? Why does his mouth look so weird? Although I don't think anyone's gonna be watching that movie in twenty <laughs> years. <laughs> no one watched it last year. Warner Brothers would have erased it from everyone's memory. No, that never happened. Never happened no, 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 no. It was it was the the Matt Reeves Batman film. Uh, so. What did you? What would you give this episode overall? Uh, I would have certainly gone with a poor. Um, the the finale of the show left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth because I mean, my final note really here is like whoop de doo. It's yeah. Roman versus Brock again. Whoop de doo, Basil. Yeah. Um. So I, I had very little interest in this show, and in fact, like aside from the Seth and uh, Finn stuff with Dolph and with Mac and Dolph, I didn't really enjoy much else on the show. Everything else was just sort of there. Yeah. The AOP thing really annoyed me, but everything else was just there it was such a filler episode considering it's so historic tag match was the only out and out success on the show the uh the the deletes of world right yeah yeah uh no the mac and Dolph versus bala and rollins because everything else the, the only other two good bits the reigns lashley main event i really enjoyed but really disappointing end result and the women's announcement at the start as as good as that is and it was great it, um, as much as i'm looking forward to it it was it was absolute bollocks to announce it in that way yeah and not an in like as a as a shareholder maybe i would really enjoy that but i'm a wrestling fan and i thought it was absolute trash and there's actually if you enjoyed this episode and you're like oh i don't know why you're so down on it i you know you enjoyed those two parts just go back and look at just a, a segment by segment recap there was a lot of crap on this show. A lot, well, it, and I wouldn't say there's a lot of crap. I would say there was a lot of nothing. Yeah. Like, it, like nothing on this show was overtly, apart from the AOP thing, nothing was overtly bad. It was just nothing. Natalia versus... Mickey James. Mickey James. Like, it was nothing. Mojo Rawley versus Tyler Breeze. Nothing. Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan. Nothing. That tag match. Just nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing really happened on the show. And it's three hours. You'd think yeah. in three hours, by accident, you do something. But it is Smackdown tonight. We're much more looking forward to that. Andy Datsun will be on WrestleTalk's Twitter. So doing live uh, fun stuff. So go over there to check that He's out. He's such a nice chap. He's very funny, too. And he's back from holiday. Yeah. Even though he kept writing articles in Croatia. I know. With what his, a legend. With his humble brags. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we've got time for today. I, oh, by the way, I did two out of five as well. It was a pour for me. So we've got this email in from Anonymous. This is an agony arts request. This is sort of a serious email. I've just finished my A-levels and honestly, I'm really worried because maths was not a good paper for, at all for me, I think. So I don't know whether I'll get into uni or not. So I do have a backup plan. I want to train to become a wrestler. There is an Al Snow wrestling school in my town, so that's not an issue. My question is how to break this to a family who is super strict and has put really high hopes into me if I do flunk, that is. I don't really want to do a UCAS extra because I have my heart set on being, going to a specific university and doing history, but I also have a passion for wrestling. I'm 5 foot 10 and quite athletic. I feel that I could succeed as I am confident and did drama A-levels and GCSEs. But it is, But is that me being unreasonable? and over ambitious and how shall i explain this to my family who i know will not at all understand this thank you for everything you do and that's from anonymous should we outline what uh, a levels are to american viewers yes i'll leave that to you they are they are um they're qualifications that you get between 17 and 18 and they are on the basis of those you can you can form a university application form around and and based on that so what's so anonymous yes so the problem here is 
done the A-levels, worried about the maths result, and uh, as a backup plan for not going to uni, being a wrestler. Yes. So he essentially has decided that because he wants to go to a specific university and do history, if he can't get into that, he'd rather just go and try his hand at wrestling. Hmm. Well, I my advice would be you don't put all the eggs in the wrestling basket. I th- and that's like, you know, that's what all the wrestlers say. Like, make sure you've got the education and then you can do the wrestling thing on the side and hopefully both come to fruition. Uh, and then at least, like, if, if all goes tits up wrestling-wise, at least you've got a degree out of it. Not that degrees are as important as they once were, like, but it certainly helps in a competitive job environment. But... That like do not underestimate the ability to do both. Yes, because Marty Skull was freaking going round the going round the UK scene at least, and occasionally to Japan and America. Maybe not America. Uh, back in his party Marty days, when he was with Zach as the leaders of the new school, he went to the university down my road, Kingston. I was up at Roehampton, and you know he would just. Right, you, you, there are sacrifices like you won't be able to do as much of the if you're really serious about being a wrestler you won't be able to do as much of the university drinking culture but you'll just have to do like the academic side of things and then you you tour the country and do shows friday saturday whenever uh but yeah i i would very much advise doing both and if you don't get in this year maybe take a gap year a gap year a gap year and then start it uh, when you're 19 rather than 18. I yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Actually, um, Bob Holly's book, I would always always springs to mind, is that he like even during the Attitude Era, you know, bear in mind this is the Attitude Era, one of the biggest and most successful like, air, like you know times for wrestling. He still had to have a second job, and he always wanted to have that second job because oftentimes he was making more money off the second job than he was doing shows for the WWF during the Attitude Era. And he was he's very much of the, the opinion that you should always have something you can fall back on. Um, Road Dog in a shoot interview always said that he you can only do wrestling because the only other thing he knows how to do is kill people because he was part of Desert Storm. So he said, I can shoot people and I can do wrestling. That's all I can do. So if I haven't got wrestling. I've got nothing else. Um, well, he can shoot people. <laughs> well, he could shoot people. So, I mean, and he can write for SmackDown. You know, yes, he's got, he's uh, a great writer. Yeah. So I, you always do need something to fall back on. The conversation with the family... It, it really does need you need to frame it around a this is something i want to do this is something i'm very passionate about and give me x amount of time like if i can make it work in this period then brilliant but if not then we'll you know i'll do something else that was when i first went freelance that was kind of how i posted to to my family they were a bit worried about me not making a as a regular living was that look i just i want to give it a shot now i feel like this is the time i can do it now because i've got no dependents i don't own a house Let's, let me try it now and if i can make it work then a then then brilliant but if not i'll go get a regular job yeah you you're freaking 17 18 you've got your whole life ahead of you yeah you can the time to make mistakes and well i don't want to say waste a year but like gamble a year on a dream now's the time to do it uh yeah or just like maybe the more effective way because it, it depends how strict the family is. Like, that could be... You, your version would be the nicest way on paper, but if it is, like, a super, super strict family, and I've seen those sorts of families, they're not going to like that either. Mm. So you just you just kind of say, hey, I didn't get into this uni that I really wanted to get into. I'm going to try again next year. Maybe you're not going to really... 
try. And you, you say, in the meantime, I'm going to work really hard at a job. I'm going to get some money behind me. But then I'm also going to do like this new fitness thing. I'm going to do this new fitness. You said you're an athletic guy already. I'm going to do these really like do these fitness classes and just frame it around like a uh, an exercise class. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, like, no, just yeah, just yeah. say because that's a huge part of wrestling and the, the cardio side of things, and of course the strength. So just like sort of frame it as this new new health hobby you've got. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it, there is a, a balance that needs to be struck. Honesty um, is the best policy. Honesty is very much the best policy, but there is a balance that needs to be struck in terms of you managing this uh, you want to go and be a wrestler and you wanting to you know go off and do university but if you can't get to university then i suppose you you naff out of luck there i suppose um right i mean i was hoping to do some rusev hayes and poetry corners only our internet isn't working and now i can't access my emails ah i mean that's almost like i've pulled the plug because i also need to go and collect my jacket potato from the cafe next door you do and this isn't us like trying to get out of doing this i've genuinely been trying to access the internet again uh while uh ollie was talking his nonsense but uh our I, internet's not tip top i cannot get onto the internet at the moment so we're gonna have to cut the podcast short there i'm afraid there'll be some rusev hayes and poetry corners and any more agony arts tomorrow it's smackdown uh, what have we got on the show? Becky Lynch versus Carmella. Tag team tournament begins, I think. It does indeed, yeah. If Be- the bar are coming back, I guess. Danny, if Becky can beat Carmella, then she will get a title shot at SummerSlam. I hate that stipulation. So, good luck, Bex. And we're going to get loads and loads of backstage segments where people talk about how great women are. I bet you any money, Becky's promo is about that she wants to be the champion leading into that pay-per-view. That's, cool. that's what my prediction is. Uh, but that's all we've got time for on today's show. We'll see you again tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.